when you give the attention to the positive, you know, aspects of your life, the great things that have happened, even the small wins that you get on a daily basis, like waking up on time, not hitting snooze, making your bed, showing gratitude, reflecting on the successes that you've had in business or in life, you're telling your brain to create more and more and more of this. We make mistakes every day in basically every facet of life. Wouldn't it be nice to just skip a few? We'll help you fuck up less. Listen in. We were talking about, you know, when people are in a different mindset, like when somebody steps in a super expensive car, I've heard, you know, people that I know say like, oh, this is the only time I'll ever be in one of these, or this is the only time I'll ever see one of these. And, um, and I thought back and I'm like, what? and it really like, now that I'm like very cognizant of like language and like words mean things, I started thinking on that and I'm like, there's a lot behind that statement. And I thought back, I'm like, man, I've been in like friends, Lamborghinis or Ferraris or like Bentleys. I'm like, have I ever said that? And I never did. And I always remember like my thought was always like, I can't wait to get one of these or I can't wait to have one or I'm going to have one of these, these, one of these days. Right. So I sent Bob a voice message last night and I was like, dude, you know, it's like a really cool thing. I don't even know if we went, we just, this isn't the topic of today, but something I wanted to share with people, like how important your mindset is and your language is and like words really do mean things and they come to fruition. Right. So like what you say is a reflection of how you feel in your inner true self. And I never remember ever thinking, feeling, or saying anything like that. I always knew one day I'd have one of these vehicles and I'd be successful in there. So like words are are powerful and they they mean a lot and they really do, you know, set the tone for what you're capable of and what's going to happen to you. And it was just like a stark reminder to me. And I sent a voice memo to Bob like at like 11 o'clock last night. I'm like, dude, this is really cool to realize that. So it was just a reminder to watch, watch your mouth. Like, like my mother is to watch your mouth, right? To watch what you say. It's really, really important. Yeah, I think there's two, I think there's two components on that. It's like what you what you think, the things that you say to yourself, that's what's gonna happen. That's what's gonna materialize. And I don't know the I don't know like the deep levels that you know some people like really go into. I just know that what you focus on is what's gonna happen. If let's just take an example of if you're driving traffic for somebody, somebody's getting leads. And they're focusing on the like, these people aren't picking up, especially if we're running like ads on Facebook or Instagram. We know that the majority of those people, like they're not going to pick up. Some people are going to opt in and they're just going to be trash or whatever, but 10 to 20% of those leads are going to be golden, you know, at least for, for gyms. So like, I know that that means in order to get to the 10 to 20% of the people that I'm going to be able to help, you know, I might have to get hung up on once or twice, or I have to make a couple of dials and people aren't going to pick up and that's okay. Whereas some people, they might be like, oh, like they're not picking up the phone. You know, oh, they're, you know, they're not showing up. And then what ends up happening? Less people pick up the phone, less people show up. You know, it's like, oh, these people aren't, they're not serious because they're not signing up. So then what ends up happening is the actions and the behaviors that um, are they then self-create during their sales meetings cause people to not want to sign up because ultimately they, they don't trust the person that's sitting in front of them. We talked about so this a the while. actions of, Go ahead. yeah, I think it's, and it's, I don't know if it's something that you encounter a lot, but it's, it's, and it doesn't matter what level of business you're in. Like there was, I was actually talking to a, a good buddy, Zach the other day. Um, and he was talking about this kind of season he's coming out of, and he's being very mindful of like the things that he's saying to himself, the actions he takes. And a cool thing was he sent me something called like the five second rule. Whereas like right when you have a thought to do it, because then five seconds later, like 
you're going to start, you can easily start talking yourself out of it. So you want to get to it before the mind can get there. Um, you know, so, and I was thinking there was a period of time where it's kind of like, I guess maybe sidetracked to a degree where like my mind is mentally going right now, but it's, you know, there was a season where I started having a lot of self-doubt and doubted whether I'd be able to even recreate some of the successes that I had in the past, or was it a fluke or could I do it again? Which as a result, like very gradual successes occurred, or I started focusing more on the negative things, except for all the, uh, the positive things. And then once you switch that, like you're able to switch the season. So for instance, one of the things I was actually thinking about this morning is like, it's, I'm in a massive season of growth. We have a franchisee. He's already, uh, He's about to sign for two more locations. He's already looking at, uh, he's been talking to a, um, for his, his second location. And he, you know, I want to unpack that. If you're, if you're comfortable sharing some details about that, I'd love to unpack like that without sharing names and specifics, but unpack the situation, um, a little bit more about that situation about like, there's only one change made. And I think it was a person with a different mindset and there's a completely different outcome. And and I think that that is a, there's a lot to unpack in that. So I want to, if you're okay and comfortable yeah. sharing some of that stuff, um, yeah. but before we jump yeah, into I'm that, sure. I, I, I wanted to. I, yeah. Before we jump into that, I wanted to Go share on. if if you're watching on YouTube, and I, I strongly suggest doing it. This book, Psycho, Psycho Cybernetics, not Psycho Psycho Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz, talks about like giving your brain goals, and you have like an unconscious uh, servo mechanism that when you feed it goals and you feed it things, it will find a way to attract and bring to you, you know, whatever goal you, you bring to it. So it's it very like, I think that mindset thing was very relevant to what was said in the book. Like you have to keep feeding that stuff in your mind and just put in your subconscious, make it real, feel it, think about it. And then those things will come true. Like I always felt one day that I would be in a certain place where I would be certain. And it just, I just fertilized my mind with that nonstop. And eventually the reality is now that you know it's sprouted and I've grown into exactly what I thought. So, if you're if you want to read a good book, it's Psycho Cybernetics, and it's very a little like a little odd when you read it. It takes a while. I've had to read it like three times to get it, but good book on that point. But jumping back, Bob, and if I can play interviewer with you on this, um, I'm going to ask you a few questions about the situation. And if if I'm prying in things that you're not allowed to share because of you know confidentiality things, obviously just tell me shut up. But so to paint the picture for everybody listening at home uh, that can understand the situation. You had a gym in a certain location and it was, it was really underperforming as per, you know, what we've seen across the board with other locations, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was, but it was overachieving when it comes to leads and opportunities, right? It was, it was getting probably some of the most opportunity the 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 cheapest league cost the most opportunity out of all of the locations too right yeah i mean it was in a location so i'll just kind of go into it uh like i was actually looking for something that i shared with uh somebody recently which is like why do we you know celebrating wins you know because what you celebrate is what gets replicated yeah um you know your, bra your brain optimizes for what your eyes are focused on so when you're stressed or only looking at the no shows no signups you're telling your brain to create more of this as a result, you're creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm. Oh, dude, read, read that again. Read that back. But when you read that back, baby, come so on. So when you're, you know, when you're stressed, or only looking at the no shows, the no signups, the bad things that are happening, you know, the no sales, then you're telling your brain to create more of this. You're creating a self-fulfilling prophecy, mm. just repeating that shit. When you give the attention to the positive, 
you know, aspects of your life, the great things that have happened, even the small wins that you get on a daily basis, like waking up on time, not hitting snooze, making your bed, showing gratitude, reflecting on the successes that you've had in business or in life, you're telling your brain to create more and more and more of Mm. this. And, you know, Mm. I found. Did you write that that yourself? Especially in the gyms. It was probably, I was probably listening to something from Taylor and it influenced it because it's been kind of a, it's been a topic of like Josh, Josh is like deep into this. Like he's so good when it comes to mindset and reframing. And that's his big thing. It's like, and that's something he's been talking about for years. So him and I have been having a lot of those conversations because you start seeing, you start, you see people that come in that are just have bulletproof minds that they see where they want to go. They, they understand that path or they get clarity on the path and they just start going through it. Um, whereas you have other people, like we started, you know, recently got the opportunity to start working with someone who's just gotten his ass kicked recently. So unfortunately he gets, he's stuck in this like negative loop. And until you can get yourself out of that negative loop, the only thing that's going to continue happening is negative. So I think is between those conversations, listening to something that Taylor probably said, um, and then some of the this other jumbles of shit um, put it together. That's good though. I love it. So like, that's and I've noticed that happen has happened a lot. Like I know I got stuck in that in that loop at one point in time, and then I know that, you know, with that let's say that gym owner um, in the area she was operating in it was a great market, great market. And honestly, like, you know, it's interesting. We have we have a client. On Thursday and Friday, just those two days, he added over $5,000 in monthly recurring revenue just between those two days. And he continues to keep on adding, you know, and then you have, and you have other people that are just like, ah, you know, I can't get anybody to show up. And then you look at the belief. It's like, man, I'm creating this amazing opportunity, this amazing vehicle for myself. And then everything keeps on stacking up these wins where then you have other people like, oh, it's like struggling. And and then they just continue to to create more of that. Like there's a saying success begets success. So failure is going to beget failure. If that's all you fucking focus on, um, you know, your mind, you know, your, your actions follow what your mind believes and thinks. So down in a, you know, with the location that you kind of brought up. Yeah, we had a great, it was a great location, great market. People are fucking fantastic. And, um, you know, I think the previous owner just really struggled with, the understanding of uh, of the opportunity, and she sold the location. Um, new owner took over, and I remember. I wish I could remember exactly what he said to Andrew and I. But so he actually had previous experience uh, running a gym. He ran a gym; it was successful, but it was through like those old school methods of having to chase people down, having to go find them get those clients and he did a great job and he delivered and he got it up to where I think he was doing like, I don't know, 10 K a month or something like that. So he thought that was killing. He's like, this is fucking great. And then he said, I wish I remember what he said. But I remember because you shared it with like, me and I want you to say, it cause I don't remember yeah. it either, but I know along the lines, it was really good. Essentially. He was just like, this is like fishing with dynamite. Yes. Like this is so easy. Cause yeah. he had been like, in order to get clients, it was a grind for him to get them in yeah and he's once he gets him in he's golden and all that stuff 
And he realized he had never seen a system that we have, you know, that's been developed for Legion. He had never seen such a thing before. And then it was the previous owner, like, just struggled, always fought, found the, the issues within certain things. He came over. His eyes were like, whoa. He just, and because he, he even, but he saw the opportunity from the beginning. He said, hey, I see where it is. I see the, the good in it. I see the bad in it. I see if I just make this one switch and then boom, it, it, it pays for itself. And then he then saw, truly understood the systems that we've deployed in the business. And he was like, this is incredible. And the opportunity that's sitting so right actually, there and, and how to use that opportunity within yeah, that system. Yeah. And a lot of the conversations that him and I have are like, he's like, fucking hat, bro. Yeah. He's like, I see where they're at. Yeah. So it's like chasing them up. I'm like, hey, man, don't worry. You do this and you're, you're going to be right up there. But he then sees the opportunity and he goes, this is fantastic. I want to open up another location. So same you know, gym. The conversation we had a little bit ago. Same members. Same gym. Same lead calls. Mm-hmm. Same everything. Just a, a new owner with a different mindset. And I'll get biblical with you for yep. a second. I know you'll like this. <laughs> but seek and ye shall find. Mm-hmm. If you seek out the reasons why you can't sell, why your staff isn't motivated, why the leads don't want to sign up, why it's too expensive, why is that? You'll find that. Yeah. If you seek out the reasons yeah, why 100%. I found the cracks, I found the holes, oh my gosh, there's so much opportunity, you will find that. So come into it, seek and you shall find, and you know you will find that. We had an attorney kind of giving you a, an example, a parallel example for, for Case Connect is we had an attorney who were giving them a ton, a ton, a ton of business. And we got on with the two owners of the firm and a paralegal. Two owners of the firm are the owners. They ran everything. They built everything themselves. And there's a paralegal here. And I'm not, I'm not going to demean anybody that's a paralegal, but it's not the same status as somebody that's literally invested and built their own firm and is the owner, right? Is an equity partner. The person gets on the, the call, completely takes over. The attorneys don't say anything, bashes everything. Why this doesn't work? Why that doesn't work? Why is this this? Why they're not doing this? Why they don't feel like doing this? Why they shouldn't have to do this and all this stuff. And the attorney just sat there and took it all. And we sent that guy 16 cases off of $7,000 of ad spend. The most amazing results that they've ever seen, cases. And they let somebody come in with a bad mindset, poison them, didn't take control of their own business. And they said, hey, at May, we're going to take over and we're going to do all the intake ourselves. And we're going to do all the signing ourselves. And this person, the paralegal is going to do it on their own. And we said to them, here's how it's going to play out. You think that person's going to be able to call five times a day for first 10 days for blah, 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 blah. You think that attitude is going to elicit clients to want to trust you and sign with your firm, right? So they literally have amazing results. Some of the best in the entire country that we're getting right now for them. They, they even told us they were overwhelmed with the amount of cases we sent them and they let the mindset of somebody poison them and they said, okay, what well, we'll give you control. Literally seated their entire business and let somebody with a bad mindset and we told them this how it's going to work out. Next month, you're not going to sign cases. You're going to sign maybe one or two, and you're going to tell us the leads are terrible. It's nobody's answering. They're not this. They're not that. They're not that. And you're going to blame them on the leads. But you can't say that because I'm going to tell you exactly how it's going to play out right now. And then when you come back, if we don't have the capacity to work with you, we're going to lose you as a client. Both of us are going to lose. So I'm just going to be upfront and honest with you. I hope that you change your mind before May 1st, but this is how it's going to play out. I've seen it too many times. I pray that you're the 1%, but 99% of the time, this is exactly how it's going to play out. So we laid it out. And all it is is just somebody with a bad mindset. It's going to be the same lead, same everything, but just a miserable, nasty mindset. And they let that poison their whole thing and they're going to ruin all the results. I'm so frustrated about that story. You, know, you made me bring that up. It's kind of it's kind of funny. I mean, it's like that happens. Um, and there is, because it reminded me of, honestly, a conversation that I had yesterday uh, with one of our clients. Uh, awesome dude, crushing it. 
the gym. The energy he has is fantastic. Yeah. But he was actually talking. He's like, hey, one of my team members, because uh, he was like, hey, can we take a look at the follow-up and everything that we have? And we want to change it. And, you know, do you recommend we change it? I'm like, dude, you can change any of the fucking follow-up that you want that, you know, we built out for you. Obviously, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it because it's what I wrote sure. and created and I've seen used across all of my gyms and then the hundreds of clients that we sure. work with. But go ahead. It, like, you should be able to – certain things you can definitely change within your brand voice, but there's certain things that are are definitely there to to really help you. But, like, so he's like, yeah, because, you know, I have to remember, he's like, I think, you know, I think we're losing – mind you, they're crushing it. But he's like, you know, one of his team members is like, I think we're losing people because of the follow-up. And the conversation that him and I had and created actually a, a different outcome. Do you see my face right for now? For him. Then you, yeah, I can see you. Do you see like how? My internet seems to be No, no, I'm wonky. saying, do you see how that comment hit me? We're losing people because of the follow-up. No. I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat right now yeah. wondering what they meant by that. So keep rolling. Well, and, but so this is, and this is where I think it's, we have to understand, especially when it comes to team, like it's an interesting, the different way that the owners handled it. Whereas he was like, hey, let me take a look through it. Let's work through it. And he's like, no, because he he understands that the fault, that's not the case. You know, but somebody who doesn't truly, you know, whereas in that paralegal instance where this coach's instance, even though this coach does a lot of the follow-up, you know, they don't truly understand the principles behind it, why it's happening. So that is okay. It's an opportunity. But to what educate, were they saying about the follow-up? Was they saying it was too much, too frequent, too quick? Just too much, too much and too frequent. Dumbest thing I've ever um, heard in my which life. Which is like I would rather get get well, so hung the up thing, on... I mean, the gym owner. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, so that's the thing that people don't, they have to be educated on. You and I, we know this. This is easy. It's like, yeah, like, but if you're new to sales, like, or, or even like in that aspect, like you, everybody thinks that. So that's normal. It's like, they totally think that for this individual at that firm, for them to think they can do it better. One, I kind of dig it. Cause I'm like, I like the arrogance and the ego, but at the same time, it's like, is it actually accurate? Like you are fucking crushing it. So a lot of, as, as human beings, we also have this tendency just to get in our own way where it's like, you know, it's like, Hey, this thing worked really well. Let me not continue doing it. And then you look back six months later, it's like, hey, that was, so what did we do during that month that allowed us to have some of the best results? Oh, let's, okay, let's do more of it. We Is that always just human make nature? Changes. I mean, because I see it with my clients too. It's like, they, they it, it's just like, if it's working, why change it? And I have to have the conversation like, guys, it's working. Well, I want to put a, this video or say, you know, how many awards we won. Nobody cares. Like, it's working. Why do you want to change things that are working? But it's, it's I mean, we are in a very, the way that we understand and believe within marketing and selling is a very, very small percentage yeah. of the world. Like you and I are, are direct response people. So like we get it and direct response is deep within human psychology and emotion. So we understand if we do this, this is going to be created and stuff like that. But most people don't go down that rabbit hole that we've gone down. You know, because there's been times where I'm like, I mean, because we send a ton of follow-ups. We call and we tell people to do a ton of it. And usually it's like the simple stuff when we notice that maybe they're not getting the appointments they should be getting or whatever. It's like, well, you're just probably not doing enough of what works. Do more yeah. of it. But there yeah. is that resistance and there is that barrier to it until people truly understand success. Whereas the cool thing is like with this gym owner, he understood it. He got it. He's like, cool, I'm going to go back and, and uh, you know, educate my, my team on oh. why this is actually working well and how why we this is in place and that's the stuff that i've always had and i'm like dude this is normal with certain team members and one of the things that made me think about it too though was 
when you don't have that level of investment, whether it be time or money, like equity put into your business, yeah. then a lot, it's, it's easy to, to, to not have to go deep on those things. You and sure. I, like we, you know, one thing, you know, it's like, it's our money. It's our time that has allowed sure. us to create these things. So of course it's going to mean more to us and that's expected. It's our fucking business, you know, and especially like we pour into our clients for them to be successful. So, you know, we're, we're trying to set them up for the, the, the best layers of success from all the research and experience that we've had and that we've done. But for them, if it's something new, it's normal to have resistance to new shit, you know, but the body wants to get comfortable. It wants to go back to what it used to. If sure. Some people also like, I mean, I don't mind confrontation. You're not, you, you love confrontation. You're confrontation actually, I love you, it. You literally seek out confrontation. I'll, Bob's like favorite meal would be like a steak and asparagus, whatever. And I'll be like, dude, I love steak and asparagus. Like, yeah, actually, I don't really think it's all that good. I'm like, what are you talking He will literally argue with you, even if it's his preference. <laughs> I, I, there's a lot of, I think, just anger deep inside of me. He <laughs> loves it. <laughs> and I don't know, I'm a very happy person, but there is like, like it's, yeah, I like, I don't mind confrontation. I seek it out. There's probably some sort of childhood trauma that I have no fucking idea <laughs> about that makes me want to do that. But I don't mind, I don't mind confrontation. Yeah, no, it's like Z, Z's like, dude, she's like, you just like to, to get under people's skin and poke at them, you know, in the right scenario. But also I think it's, it definitely helps because I don't mind. And that's one of the things that like our clients, you know, love in gym Academy. And one, I think Josh and I are a really good balance for each other, but like, we are not going to just tell them what they, they want to hear. We're not going to coddle them. Like we're going to let them know how it is. And, and sometimes it can be a little bit on the, the brash side, maybe. Yeah. Um, even though we do, uh, I, I, we can emotionally do it well, but like, yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind the conversation. I don't remember. Actually, I just got distracted and completely forgot where that even came from. But, um, you know, I think those are those experiences that we've had. So we understand it, but we've also like, we've, we've, dove in so some people just don't quite know yet yeah like for you you've worked with all of these clients so you know based off of that ad spend and the amount of cases they've got that that's killing it you know but you know for them there's like it's it's new to them um so what you said though is being you know, so direct always, but, and being straight with them and sometimes coming off a little bit brash yeah. but like there's a way to do that in a constructive manner and i had the conversation about um uh true at kathy because the taylor Ross thing kind of popped it back into my mind about like Chick-fil-A and the my pleasure. And I always, I yelled at AG the other day for, for saying something like, uh, how, yeah, happy to help. And I'm like, dude, these guys, some of these guys have private jets, they're billionaires, they have yachts. Like, how can you help someone like that? Like, I'm glad to assist with that. Like, and everything- You can help them? What are you talking no, about? we assist. Just because somebody's a fucking billionaire, has a private jet, doesn't mean they got shit figured I, out. I, They've done some things really, really well, but- I, have I mean, a, they're, they're working I, with you. I, I have a I have a full different thought on it. I think that we should seek out to be, you know, with gratitude and servitude to everybody that we speak with, right? We're here to assist you. But there's a way we have to do what you say in a very constructive and um, empathetic manner, right? So the conversation with that attorney was, we called him after the call and said, hey, dude. Wait, I'm so confused. Can you not serve and help at the same time? 
Yeah, but the the word serve and help means different. Like help means you're beneath me and you need me, which is somewhat true. Assist means let's do this together and let's partner. And I think there's a lot behind that. And if you okay. just get fanatical down to like the language you speak, that you, your your team should be assessed, obsessed and like truly, truly like live and breathe in every single word that comes out of their mouth. I'm nuts. Um, and that's a topic for another podcast when we bring Andrew on. You'll see what it's like to work with us and why me and you are always arguing. You're poking at me. I'm psychotic. He just doesn't want to be involved in any of it. So that'll be a really good episode when we get all three of us and talk about our last business. But um, so, you know, there's a way to be direct with people because you're letting them down if you're not being direct with them. But there, there's a constructive manner. So we call the attorney after him and say, hey, I, when we first talked, you said you were here and you wanted to get here. Do I have permission to speak frankly with you? I care about your results. I like you. I want to give it to you straight. And I think I'd be doing you a disservice by telling you anything. And I, this is how it is. I've seen it a million times. And this is what's going to happen. And I feel that you're letting somebody run your business for you. And they're going to run into the ground. They don't have blank, 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 blank. And I give it to them straight, but in a constructive and empathetic manner. We do. We, we appreciate your business. I don't want to see you fail. We have 180 clients. If you leave, we're not going to hurt but you have a goal to get to and you're losing out on an opportunity that can catapult you to the next level. Because when your partner leaves the business and you don't have that caseload and you go out of business and you're begging for another job back, that's what I don't want to see happen to you because I'll be all right either way. But I truly care about you and truly want to see you win. And I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen if you make this decision. And you can do it in empathetic, just be very direct, matter of fact, 99 out of 100 times, this is how it plays out. I bet my life that you're not going to be the 1%. And give it to them straight, but do it in an empathetic and you know, from from a like a sense of how that conversation end. How do they take it? Good, but I think that his partner is making decisions because there's a partner that owns the firm. He's under it and taken over when the partner leaves, and the partner had uh, hired a paralegal and it's his firm. He doesn't have a say, so he agrees, and it's really hard for him to get the okay from the partner. So he's in a really really tough position because he's he's not the one pulling the strings. So he gets it. He agrees. And it's, it's, it's going to be a real battle on his end to show that and, and make that work. So it's a, it's a really bad situation. Hopefully the results don't hurt him too much, but let him, lead him to see like, oh, it's not working. We need to pivot back quickly. But I mean, yeah, we're, I agree with you, dude. You got to be direct, but you got to do it in like an empathetic manner, an understanding manner. But you can't pussyfoot. There's no pussyfooting around it because it doesn't serve anybody any good. Well, I think you and I have had those conversations because whether it's with team or your partner or whatever, like one, it's, you don't want to just be an asshole. Like nobody likes that. Like right. they're not, it, you can't be an asshole. There's a way right. to be, you have to be direct. And there's a, uh, you know, radical candor, I think is, I've read the book and I was, he's reading it. Um, but like, it's a way to be like, Hey, here's how it is. It's upfront, but you're still coming from where you're like, I, I give a shit about you. I want you to be successful. I'm not doing this to attack you or whatever. You know, and you have to do that with team members because if you don't, then you allow for that opportunity of doubt or misunderstanding or miscommunication, right, which then right. can make things significantly worse. Right. Obviously, but I, I think part of that is kind of one of the things I was thinking about earlier too, is when I was talking to my buddy Zach yesterday, is, and I can't remember who else I was talking to, but it's no matter what, once you make a decision, this is how it's been in business for me. And I, it's, I understood when I first opened up legion when i went to go open up the gym and i didn't really know what i was doing i was like okay there's not there's a potential that i can fail and there's that's a salient negative reality it's not going to work i was like so if it doesn't work i'll just go and become a trainer cool got it 
And that was the last I ever thought about it. Then it was just, here's the decision. And I'm going to accept the consequences of it, good or bad. And then take a look at it. And then, you know, what do I, what do I learn from this? Where's the opportunity there? And I think that for the most part, throughout the last decade plus that I've been in business, like that's been 90% of the time. I had about a year where I was a bitch and got my ass kicked and then had a lot of self-doubt and, and negativity. And actually something that really helped me was this guy, Ryan Walters. Walters? Yeah, he's a former like NHL guy. He works with like, he does like great mindset, you know, whereas um, it's like, here's the past negative experience. Cool, understand it, move, moving on. Here's the, here's the positive future outcomes. That I'm going out. It's kind of how you, you address know, address an employee doing it. something, right? You just address it really quick, move yeah. on, and then go to the future. It's behind us. Yeah. Address it. You understand? Cool. Don't it's do behind, it. Yeah. Let's move. So with that attorney, though, it's the same thing. It's like, hey, this is the decision they make. It's either going to be good or bad for them. Yeah. Chances are, it's probably not going to be in the middle. So it's either you know, it's under seven is going to be bad. Yeah. So it's either going to be good or bad, and then they're going to learn from it. Okay, cool. Like here's why it didn't work. You know, or they'll continue kind of down the you know down path. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they go to month and don't get a single retainer. I, I would not be surprised. I've seen it happen. Well, I mean, that's like, we've all, it's actually really cool. Have you been reading a lot of that challenger sale book? I haven't. I downloaded it and never started it. I'm actually reading uh, The Way of the Superior Man. <laughs> it's a great book. I never read it before. I was watching some YouTube video and they mentioned it. Yeah. And it's like, it's actually, it's good. I like it. So I, I actually, I want to double check. So uh, I just sent that book to my buddy, actually. It's a good book. I read that because Andrew, Andrew gave me that book. Or he told me about that book. And it was a catalyst for me. Well, one, like, oh, never mind. I, was, I have that book. I was thinking of Becoming a King. That okay. was a great book that Andrew recommended me to read. Um, but uh, no, so I started reading The Challenger Sale. And it's super good. And you know, just makes me think of that is a lot of times where we just have to understand that, especially the, when we're doing some sort of complex sale, we're not just selling a freaking widget. If you're selling something that's a widget just based on price, like one, then you have to understand you're competing on price. Send them your you commoditize state, send your, them your, your stuff. Yeah, you're, you're com- commoditizing your stuff. And like, that's where a lot of people don't understand that it takes some time and sometimes it takes mistakes and you got to learn the hard way. Like, hey, did you see my tweet the other day do. about Maybe that? You don't want to make no, no, I haven't. I've been finalizing. No, you're not following my Twitter. Are you? Weekend. You're not. You're not stalking my feed, dude. You hater. I don't know. What'd you tweet? Well, it's exactly that. It's uh, what did I say? I said um, something like the thing is never the thing, right? Um, like salespeople, if you're dealing with objections or you're dealing with issues or whatever, um. You know, the thing, uh, salespeople, if your prospects are feeding you objections during the close, you're not building enough value. Always sell the end result. The thing is never the thing they buy. So like, um, you know, the machines or the workout is not the thing they buy. The leads or the retainers is not the thing they buy. It's the, um, it's the, it's the look on their coworkers faces when they walk back into the office completely dressed differently, glowing and 20 pounds lighter. It's the uh, it's the look on your wife's face when you come home and buy her a new car because you've turned your firm around and you know now you guys can vacation where you want to and you're driving what you want to and you know you can feel like 
the person that really provided and took your family to the next level. Like that's the thing they buy. And like people get so caught up, but they're not buying a weight loss program. They're not buying leads. They're not buying this. Like the thing is never the thing. So you got to get oriented on like, what is the real thing they're buying? Nobody, like you can't, and then you're just a commodity at that point in your planet fitness and $5 a month. And that's, that's where, that's when you sell a thing, that's where you end up McDonald's, which is not a terrible business to have, but, um, you just named two absolutely, absolutely great businesses. franchise businesses. So we take whatever you said, throw it in the trash, commoditize yourself. But <laughs> but that's also the thing is, do you want to compete with those people? Do you want to compete with the Planet Fitness? Do you want to compete with McDonald's? I mean, because very rarely you, you brought up Chick-fil-A and True Cathy. Like they have the best fast food, but they also do it differently. Like they treat their employees differently. Their menu is different. They're not open on Sundays. And I think what, I think that, do you know what the average store does? Like it's an astronomical yeah, it's, compared it's, it's to in the number two. Yeah. Well, well, like do, I feel like, oh no, it's like, I, I think their profit is what the average profit per location is what Burger King does. Yeah. Like as gross. Well, Burger King's failing. But so, even if you look at the drive-through, they're always packed. There's people wrapped in lines. Yeah. And the, and the irony of that is you can go to a Wendy's with four I people online. Yesterday. I did too, actually. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and I was like, babe, watch this. I'm like, thank you. They're like, my pleasure. <laughs> I'm like, see, they know it. Um, so, but there was a line. If there's four people in line at McDonald's, you can literally get through a 40 person line at Chick-fil-A quicker. It's the craziest thing you've ever seen. It's like a machine. They serve you. They're in and out. They're efficient. They bring yeah. it right out. It's the craziest thing. They're good. They man. really disrupted an entire space, man. They went in an oversaturated yeah. market. Like, this is how we're going to do it. But, dude, they're obsessed. Like, like True Cafe went in and literally down to the things that they responded to the word thank you with. Like, that's in their SOP docs. They have to learn that. He was it's fanatical about it. You have to do this. Yeah. I'll have to go and, and start listening to that because I don't know much about chick-fil-a true Cafe. I know it's I know it's also fast food that I eat and I don't feel like shit afterwards. I had Wendy's last week and it destroyed me, but I also eat too much. Like you, you eat a lot of fast I had, food. I was on the phone with Bob the other day. I'm going to put you like, on full blast right now. Bob was going through. It was a McDonald's. Was I like, can Wendy's. I get a can I get a quadruple Big Mac with a large triple that was large Wendy's, fry? Asshole. <laughs> to put you on full blast right now. <laughs> that was so. In my defense, I had Wendy's yesterday, and then I had I'm sorry, I had Chick Fil A yesterday, and I had Wendy's the other week, and I just so happened to be speaking with you on the phone when I went to Wendy's. That's your off. That, and that's that's not in your defense. That's against you. <laughs> well, I don't do it, I and mean, that's once a week. That's once you just a week. said twice in two days. You're one for one. That's daily. No, no. Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday was Chick Fil A. Last week was Wendy's. <laughs> All right, glad you clarified. And uh, yeah, thank you. By the thank way, Legion, wanna, this is know, this is the founder honor. of Legion. And he wrote the meal guide for you guys. And there is no Wendy's or no Chick-fil-A on it. So please do as he says, not as he does. That's so. <laughs> what, part of what we talk about, there's a reason why on the meal plans that we suggest people have, when they first get started, is yeah. we don't include cheat meals. In our 100%. later meal plans that we suggest, we do include cheat meals. The reason I don't put and I, I like, I actually eat exactly how we tell people. Like I don't track calories. Yeah. I look at portion sizes. Yep. I go, this is a protein. This is a carb. This is a fat. Like that's how I eat. And yep. so, I, and I follow the exact structure. I just eat probably more. I eat way more calories than most people. Cause I eat probably like somewhere between three to 4,000 a day, every single day. Yeah. Um, you know, so, but I, I follow the same structure, but I don't, and I did this on purpose with when somebody gets started with Legion, 
we don't include cheat meals. Yeah. It's not saying cheat meals are bad because also there's no such thing as necessarily bad food. We don't want to like, you know, there is any you know, shittier foods and stuff like that on the spectrum. Right. But I know based off of human nature, people are going to cheat. So if I give them more room in the beginning, when we are changing behavior, mm-hmm. when we are saying this is going to be fucking hard, because I want, this is how we create change at Legion yeah. is that first week. And this is also one of the things that we do better than anybody else. And it's why like when we do front end programs, our people stick yeah, and they don't churn out quick or anything like that yeah. it's because we understand the experiences they're going to have. And we're one step ahead of them, Very true. which then positions us as the expert even more. So like when we bring people in, we're like, yo, this week's going to suck. All right. You're going to drink more water than you ever had. So you're going to actually be bloated at first. You might even gain weight initially yep. and that's totally fine. You're gonna be pissing like a fucking horse. But yeah. as a result of this, like now in a couple of weeks, your skin's gonna even look better. Yeah. Then, and you're also gonna lose more weight because the more water you have, the more your systems work, all that stuff. Then we're like, hey, you're dropping out sugar. You don't even realize how much shit you eat, but like all of that processed sugar, the candies, the sodas, all that stuff. So we're gonna be dropping that. We're gonna be increasing protein. So it doesn't look like you're eating as much food, but you are, and you're gonna be super full because it's like that caloric dense like it's proteins protein it's a carb it's a carb and then as a result like because we got rid of all the sugar you're gonna have fucking headaches yeah you're gonna be sluggish initially you're gonna have headaches yeah by thursday of the first week you're gonna be absolutely you're gonna be like what am i doing that's good that's the sign you're on the right track same thing like you're gonna be sore as shit because like you get sore from essentially doing something new from changing it up and it doesn't matter if you're working out once you start working out in an environment like this like it's going to be at a higher level of intensity than what you're doing on your own, even if you were working out. So like that's going to make you sore. So it's like you're going to be sore as shit and you're going to want to quit. You're going to have headaches because you're giving up all that processed sugar and you're going to want to quit. So every single time when each one of those things happens, it then just lets them know that they're on the right track. But I also know that most likely they're going to slip up with food. So that's why we're like, doesn't matter. Just keep on track. Here's your meal. Just to go to the next meal, go to the next meal. And if we give them more cheat meals, so instead of having one cheat meal a week, they're going to have two. Instead of having, you know, you know, whatever, one bad day, they're going to have two bad days. And then that'll compound. So that's why we don't include it. Once we make all those hard things happen, the change, the, the mental change happens, they, become, they essentially build a stronger mind as a result of the hard shit they have to do in the beginning. It makes the rest of their transformation down the road for the next couple of years easier. That's why in the orientation, I have a what to expect. You may be sluggish initially. Um, you're going to be sore and weight loss is not linear. You may gain weight. And like, just so we lay out the expectations, but no, it's, it's, an, it's an excellent, excellent program. Good stuff, brother. Peace. Thanks for listening. If you're learning from us, I want you to share this with other business owners who are hustling just like you. Oh, and don't forget, give us your social so we can have all the info. See you on the next one.